good Italian job. I'm feeling good, Tommy boy. How are you, my friend? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be twins. It's good to be with you. We have a super busy weekend this weekend. There's stuff happening all across the nation. Yeah, so we've got those who are signed up for Iron Packs Challenge. This is week one of Iron Packs Challenge, and it's bear crawl heavy. So if you haven't done it yet, TB, I'm signed up to do it tomorrow morning. Uh, it, it, it can't be as bad as week zero, right? Or is it worse? Have you experienced those, it week one yeah, yet? I'm just going to tell you those are famous last words, my friend. Oh, that's dangerous. What, uh, what is going on in the mountains of North Carolina this weekend? Yeah, rumor has it there's a whole bunch of guys running uh, 208 miles across the Blue Ridge. The BRR is this weekend, Blue Ridge Relay. Uh, teams, as we speak, are loading up in vans, heading towards the mountains. Uh, Godspeed to the guys who are running, run well, run safe, have a blast. These are the men that when the sifter of life shakes, you're going to call on these guys from now till the end of time uh, to ask for help because you've seen them in very precarious situations. So. Speaking of precarious situations, Grow Ruck training event 31 in Cherokee, Georgia. So you've got on one area of the mountains, you've got guys who are running. On the other side of the mountains, you've got guys who are rucking under extreme conditions. Uh, it's going to be pretty heavy, heavy loads on the backs. Plus, I'm sure uh, Bloodhound uh, is going to be bringing some some local flavor to his his region with uh, GTE 31. So we've got that going down. Plus 9/11 memorials galore. You know, we're we're coming up on on. Oh gosh, can you believe it's been over 20 years? It's mm -hmm. 21 years since 9/11. So we have uh, guys who are participating memorial rucks and workouts and runs and. Um, this is an annual tradition, something to keep the keep the memory alive. So I know that's the type of stuff that's going on. Big weekend, huge weekend, lots of stuff going on. No doubt. Well, let's launch into it. Last week, we had a great conversation, a uh, ton of positive feedback from guys who dialed into Pure Lead uh, on our conversation around fear and harnessing that energy to do good things uh, across your community. Really enjoyed having him on uh, and, and guys keep the ideas coming. You know, our guest today, uh, it all comes, comes down to when we brainstorm these ideas for these podcasts, right? We look to the packs of F3 Nation. We're seeking Twitter. We're searching out Slack, seeing who has things going on uh, or who has questions worth answering. And so Drop Thrill, for example, introduced us to the mental battle. Big Poppy brought his expertise on reinforcing men's mental health. Just mentioned pure lead. We, we know walk through harnessing fear to disrupt what we call the comfort crisis. Uh, so, episode fifty. Here we are. I can't believe it. Um, we all remember the moment when F three became fun. Whether it's the mumble chatter, whether it's conquering your first Murph beatdown successfully, uh, following the Iron Packs Twitter handle. At some point, we realized that F three is a grown man's research, and so we went outside uh, our realm today and asked uh, an organization, a team, literally, who is disrupting the status quo, to say the least. Uh, they have turned something that every American knows on its ear, and in doing so, created a legion of fans. And so I'm thrilled to welcome to our show today the president at the Savannah Bananas, Jared Orton. Jared, welcome to Stuff Worth Trying. What's up, guys? This is awesome. I'm fired up to talk and uh, see what you guys have up your sleeves. Or, or as you were saying earlier, maybe not up your sleeves. You chop those sleeves off. Yeah, maybe <laughs> sleeve. It all depends on what side of the fence we fall on, I guess. Right. Well, Jared, That's exactly uh, right. let me put out a quick disclaimer to anybody who is not familiar with the Savannah Bananas. Uh, gentlemen, stop what you're doing right now. Uh, go find a millennial and have them download TikTok to your smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> and then search for the Savannah Bananas. Uh, you guys are destroying the social media airwaves. Uh, videos, I think, as of last check, one of them is up to like nine, 90 million views. 
Um, You know, as somebody who is uh, raising a family of baseball fanatics, it's been fun to see what you're doing, taking something that we all know and making it fun again. Um, And so why don't you kind of give us uh, the 30,000 foot view of what the Savannah Bananas and, and your organization is all about? Right. You know, the Savannah Bananas at its core, we, we just exist to make baseball fun. Like that's the core principle of what we are trying to do. And, you know, way back in the day, uh, 2015, the, uh, the stadium here in Savannah, Georgia, Grayson Stadium was basically set to be empty for, for the rest of, of eternity. And, uh, you know, baseball had existed here for 90 some odd years. Professional baseball had existed here and all the greats had come through here. You know, the Babe Ruth's, the Jackie Robinson's, the Hank Garens, like uh, even, you know, President Rose Roosevelt gave a presidential address here uh, at a centennial event. So like amazing things have happened, have happened here at Grayson Stadium in Savannah, Georgia. But in 2015, the team that was here at, at the current time basically said, we're leaving. You know, the stadium's no good. The city's no good. Uh, there's no more baseball fans here, all this stuff, uh, all this negativity. And so we had the opportunity to place a new team here however the change was we were we were not a professional baseball team uh you know we were like the lowest of the low right we were a college summer wooden bat league team uh which at that time was seen as like wait you know professional baseball has existed here forever why should savannah be destined to be in this low level league with this you know non-professional team of a bunch of college kids and so off the rip we were just punished with like you know these guys are going to be no good they're not professional uh we don't even know who they are they don't even have a logo yet and you know it was it was in those those early days where it was like we've just got to earn the fans trust one fan at a time, one fan at a time, one fan at a time. And fast forward, we, we announced the name. We, we came out with the logo. People freaked out. People thought, you know, this is the dumbest thing on earth. Can't, you can't be a Savannah banana that, you know, that's not a real baseball team. And so, uh, but in that moment, we, we got people's attention and we, we kept proving to them, like we exist to make baseball fun. That's what the brand's going to be. That's what the logo is going to be. That's why, you know, we're going to have a senior citizen dance team called the banana nanas. You know, that's why our mascot's going to be named <laughs> split. Like, you know, we, we exist to make baseball fun. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, we, we said, um, we're never, well, never say never, but we're, we're not going to be the best baseball team in the world. Uh, we're, not going to win the world series we're not going to sign you know cy young award winners we're not going to be the new york yankees like we just can't be that but what we can be is the most fun baseball team and we can make baseball fun and so that distinction early on was really allowing us to kind of carve this new niche of of making baseball fun and existing in a world that no one else would exist in Fast forward to where we're at today, um, you know, we started selling out games and people started coming from all over the country. And it was like 180 straight games have sold out since 2016. Wow. And we won championships and players have been drafted and all these fun things. Um, and now going into 2022, into 2023 uh, is kind of the, the next chapter, which is mm-hmm. banana ball and the, the kind of what we see is the future of our brand, the future of the game. Um, but the Savannah Bananas at their core are a real baseball team that exists to make baseball fun. And everything we do revolves around that. 
So I Tommy Boy. The last time I sat down and watched baseball on television, and then three yeah. weeks ago it happened, and now yeah. we're so every Friday night, right? You guys, depending on what package, I guess you provide, you pick up for <laughs> streaming. I know you're on Hulu. I know you're on ESPN Plus. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally sitting around the TV watching two hours of solid entertainment. Uh, and it just so happens to be baseball, and I never thought it'd be bad. And I know boring, right? Because I'm a I'm a soccer player, so <laughs> yeah. I, I understand what that what what that heat comes from. And uh, you guys have taken that and just just completely reinvented the experience. So hats off, yeah. uh, Italian job. You were going to say something. I was going to say I've heard of the uh, Savannah Bananas and Banana Ball being referred to as world famous baseball circus. PT Barnum meets yep. the Harlem Globetrotters at a dance party. And, uh, and for those who don't know it and haven't seen the videos, it is when, when I was a boy and used to go to minor league baseball games, that's when it was fun. It was, it was, you know, $5 tickets, dollar hot dogs, dollar sodas. And then as I got older, I got real bored. Maybe we're so used to flashy screens and, and, and viewing, you know, something always going on. And when you go to a baseball game, not a whole lot of action. There's a lot of time in between action. There's a lot of uh, maybe the, the manager comes out to the, to the mound. Maybe there's a conference at the mound. Maybe, uh, goodness gracious, the, the batter steps out of the batter's box and takes his time. And next thing you know, you're in a three-hour game. I'm going to be honest with you. My kids, they're pretty much done after three innings of a regular baseball game because it's not fun. You guys mm-hmm. have entertainment the entire game, even in a rainout. If, there, if, yeah. if the weather even stops the game, there's nonstop entertainment. You guys have broken down the wall between baseball fans, baseball players, and you have immersed the fan into the fun of the game that we grew up loving and having fun doing that got real stale. You guys yeah. brought the staleness, kicked it out and said, no, nah, man, baseball is meant to be fun. And the more fun we have, the better we play. Right. You know, what, what we saw early on, and in, again, this goes back to the delineation of like, are you a baseball team? Are you an entertainment team? What, what, what business are you really in? And I think that that's, that's whether you're a sports team or a plumber or you run the bank or whatever else you do, like, what are you really in? And what are you really competing on every single day in the free market enterprise system? And you think about baseball if you think about baseball as an industry again there's 30 major league teams there's 120 some odd minor league teams there's college baseball high school baseball there's independent league baseball like there's three four five like if you want to see a baseball game you've got plenty of opportunity and so how or why would we try to lump ourselves into being one of 500 like why would you ever want to compete in that, why don't we go over here in the entertainment space and kind of craft this new version of what a baseball experience is, where we can be one of one, where no one else is thinking about it, no one else is trying to do it, and let's go be one of one. And when you can do that, that opens up this crazy possibility because there's no preconceived notion on what you're supposed to be. It's what Cirque du Soleil did to the circus. You know, they said, yeah, we're a performance act, but we're not the circus. We're something so far beyond it that there's no other comparison that you can possibly uh, attribute this to. And so, you know what? We get to make our own rules. We get to make our own experiences. We get to chart our own path. We get to 
charge, you know, whatever price we want to charge for these things. And so you create your own, your own lane and that becomes something powerful. And when we thought about the, the game of baseball, you're, you're, you're right on. And I know people talk a little bit about, um, you know, oh, we're, we're in this short term attention span thing. Um, I think that's, that's, that's been in the entertainment space for a while. Um, you know, no one really sits down at all and says, all right, I'd like to sit here for the next four hours and see what happens. Like, you know, movies don't last three and a half hours. Uh, a Broadway show doesn't last three and a half hours. Uh, a concert doesn't last three and a half hours. Disney on ice doesn't last three and a half hours. Uh, an NBA basketball, you know, and you start thinking about sports like NBA, two hours, a soccer match, two hours, hockey, maybe two and a half, three. I know the hockey's a little bit different. You know, the only people who can get away with it is the NFL. And the NFL is one game a week, three and a half hours, 16 times a year, 17 times a year, whatever it is now, like baseball is 162. If you're at the major league level, like you're not going to sit down 162 times for three and a half or four hours. You're just not going to do it. And so how do you differentiate yourself? And that's kind of where we land on this idea of making baseball fun and, and creating what we believe is the most fun and entertaining version of the game well clearly it's working i mean the the fact that you guys have have sold out and per perpetuity i mean it's just you got to get on a waiting list plus you have more tiktok followers than any major league baseball team i mean that says something they have a budget that's (laughs) they have an entire team of of marketing folks who are trying to get what you guys have accomplished on i don't want to say a shoestring budget but you guys are doing it out of passion out of love, out of the desire to make things fun. I think that's why it's exploding for you guys. That's why the growth is exponential. Mm-hmm. That's why people are driving from as far away as California to yeah. go to the East Coast to watch not just a baseball game. I love how you called it. It's a baseball experience. Right. It's immersing yourself in the fun. I didn't right. mean to step on your toes, TV. I saw you were about to say something. No, no, it's all good. Because I, I think about organizations and when I get to travel and do some improv work, I always talk about the yes, but. Yes, that's a good idea, but, right? So what you really said is everything before the but, I didn't really mean. Uh, watching <laughs> yeah. watching your office team, you, you know, watching, because there's a team and there's a whole team, right? So watching mm-hmm. your office team, I'm using air quotes, get to interact with each other and feed off of each other's energy is great. You know, there's, there's this, there's this nail in the coffin statement of it's always been done this way. Uh, and F3's sake back in uh, January 1st, 2011, a couple of guys said, let's stop charging in the gyms, getting on a treadmill. It's not sufficient motivation for much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's reinvent what it looks like for men to come together, get stronger, sharpen iron, and then go out and take that energy and improve our community. Uh, and, and in your guys' case, you looked at all the things that we've just talked through and said, you know, why are we not disrupting the status quo that is known as, as baseball? Right. Um, so where does that motivation come from? Yeah. Just to you know, daily we, disrupt the status quo. Yeah. You know, I, I think then in general, it, it's come from this place of necessity of kind of like you, you mentioned kind of the shoestring budget type of, uh, of concept. And we have always had this idea of, 
you know, we don't come from investment. We don't come from outside riches or outside wealth or whatever. You know, truly, we have to get up every single day and delight the fans. We've got to do something that delights our fans so that they are entertained by what we do and shout from the rooftops, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so, you know, you think about the social media aspect of it, uh, no one wakes up in the morning and says, oh man, I hope I get, uh, you know, advertised to today. I, I hope the Savannah Bananas email me a discount offer. I hope that, you know, I can't wait to get that uh, unsolicited text from Papa John's about 50% off or whatever. Like no one goes on social media and says, I hope I see only ads today. No one does that. And so when, when, our, when our people are thinking about how are we delivering this message to our fan base, all we think about is how do we create community around our content, our experience? How do we, how do we create something that someone's willing to share? Uh, and, and like shareable is a big metric that we use when we talk about ideas like, all right, great idea. Would someone put their social stamp of approval, i.e. their social media profile, would they put their social stamp of approval on this and say, you know what, I watched this video, I thought it was funny, I think you'll think it's funny too. Because if they don't, if they're not willing to share it and say, this was awesome, this was inspiring, this was, this was motivational to me, uh, this was funny, or this will make you cry, or I believe in this then they're going to be apathetic and they're not going to do anything. And that's like the worst. We, we would, we would rather people just say, I hate it. And then like share that instead of saying like nothing and being apathetic to it. So when we, when we are thinking about ideas and idea generation, it's all about, will our fans take this message, put their social stamp of approval on it and say, I like this. I believe in this. The bananas are awesome. I want my whole community to now hear about this as well. So Jared, how do you come up with those ideas? Do you guys have ideation sessions where anything goes and we say, all right, great, then you do it. In, in F3 parlance, what we would say is you're freed to lead. Um, and what we mean by that is somebody comes up with an idea and we say, then go with it. There's no red tape. Yeah. There's no checks and balances of you must do this before you can do this. Let's start a committee and talk about it. It's like, nah, man, you're freed to lead. So is that similar, how you guys come up with these spicy new ideas, this, this new stuff that's, that's generating so many clicks, but more importantly, it's just fun? How do you guys do it? Yeah, you know, part of the, part of the process that we think about is really a lot of it's focused on what's happening in a live game, in a live event, that would be counterintuitive to what someone would traditionally see at the game. And so then we take, you know, tr quite simply, we take some of the categories of those specifics that happen. We say, okay, let's talk about, um, let's talk about how players are introduced in the starting lineup. All right, everyone bring all the most ridiculous ideas you've ever seen to the table. Let's talk about how uh, our team celebrates the first run that they score. Let's talk about how pitchers are introduced. Let's talk about, and, and you start going through all the normal, just day-to-day -day processes. You guys might do that if you're hosting an event, you're, and you kind of mentioned it in 2000, 2011, it's like, what's the normal way a guy goes to work out? Uh, they pay a gym membership, they go to the gym, they go by themselves, there's no, no community, no one's having fun. Uh, they quit after three weeks and it's like, okay, let's start with the process of going. There's no community. 
let's bring 10 ideas on how to create a community. Let's bring 10 ideas on re rethinking the workout. Let's bring 10 ideas. And so you just keep ideating on those traditional experiences that happen and say, what would 10 ideas be on this? And, and then we take, we, 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 we uh, mushroom the process from there. And so we start thinking about, well, what's it like when someone gets a, a t-shirt from us and what's it like when someone buys their tickets for the first time? And what's it like when uh, someone comes to a game on the road? And, and then we just keep putting all these pieces into play. And then the, the, the other piece that we get uh, is inspiration from the outside. And so we rarely look at sports teams. Uh, we do look at sports, like other sports. So like we did a, we did an intro with a guy. Uh, he walked up to the plate and uh, we had a caddy with him, like a golf caddy. And he was dressed in like the all whites from Augusta National and did the whole bit. And it <laughs> killed because that's not traditional, right? That's a golf thing happening in a baseball game. But like we're inspired by Saturday Night Live or we're, we're inspired by like Impractical Jokers or we're inspired by a YouTube channel or we're inspired by like a cruise line or an entertainment venue. Like we, we try to take all these other inputs bring them into our world, use the lens of make baseball fun, and then see what happens. Um, and so there's that external inspiration. And then there's that internal inspiration of like, what does our business look like? What are the normal things that happen on a regular basis? How do we really start ideating around that? You know, it's, it's fun because uh, as you're talking through your processes, uh, I'm thinking of ours as well. And every region does things a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, we have five core principles. You know, it's 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 free of charge. We've eliminated that barrier from the jump. It's yeah. free of charge. It is open to all men. Are you a dude? Great. Come out and let's have some fun together. Uh, it is volunteer led and held outside, rain or shine, heat or cold. My most memorable workouts are the ones in snow or pouring rain. It's just yep. that fun. And then lastly, we end with what we call our circle of trust. Um, and so what you're talking about is, is like you said, is, is, is exactly what happens when an F3. Um, and I, I think of my most compelling workouts are the ones where guys have put a little bit of experience seasoning on what we're going to do. Uh, we talked about the Iron Packs Challenge. This is a group of guys in Greenwood that looked at a cinder block and said, how can we make a cinder block even 10 times more nasty than it already is? Mm -hmm. And this is what year four and thousands of guys are signing up for this thing. They know it's going to be horrible. Uh, and yet they flock to sign up. They flock to drop their rep counts or their times in and none of it matters. It's like, whose right. line is it anyway? The points don't matter. Um, yeah. But we love it because somebody looked at something and just said, well, it's always been done this way. Let's not do it that way and have a blast with it. Um, we're also one of the things in F3 that we have our sights on is growth. Uh, you all mm -hmm. just made a big announcement that moving forward, your main focus is <clears> banana <throat> ball. Uh, you're expanding your team base, which is super exciting. Um, as well as you're getting all sorts of feedback, pros and cons, right? Our, one of our goals is to grow to, to 250,000 men by 2025. And the hardest sell we have is, hey, by the way, we work out at 530 in the morning. And guys right. start immediately throwing up excuses, right? So in your regards, it's like, well, we've always, why didn't, why'd you go with the bananas? Nothing has nothing to do with Savannah. We should have been the Spectres or the mm -hmm. Braves or whatever. And it's, it's like, well, hear me out. We're going to change your life, whether you know it or not. Show up at 530, uh, step out of your comfort zone, do a hard thing from the jump. The rest of your day is going to be filled with joy because that hard part's over with. You guys almost do it 
backwards in the sense that it's like, we promise you're going to have a blast if you come spend some time with us. Yeah. And you've got to get over the fact that we've taken the game that your grandpa took you to or your uncle grew up, grew up with uh, watching. And we've, we've changed some things and we guarantee it's going to be fun. For example, yeah. uh, you know, the eight, the eight rules that you all have. Some of my favorites are how do we make the fans a part of the game? You know, so if, if my batter foul tips it and a fan catches it, you're out, buddy. Thanks for coming out. Um, right. You know, uh, IJ talked about prices at baseball games. The ticket price is the ticket price is the ticket price. You're in and it's game. all it's all inclusive of meals yeah. and drinks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jared, I'll be honest with you. I've recently gone to a minor league stadium in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. Some people will yeah. figure out who the team is. I paid twenty three dollars for a ticket. I paid $15 for a cheeseburger. I paid $7 for a soda. And of course my kids wanted ice cream. I dropped for a family of four. We spent well over a hundred dollars for a minor league baseball game that, and here's the kicker. We left in the fourth inning. People don't leave the bananas games. You guys have a set time and it's the conversation at the water cooler tomorrow. Did you see what they did last night? You guys bring that excitement where, Let's be honest, you know, baseball, sometimes you leave the game and it's like, well, I don't even know if they won or not. No one really right. talked about it. That next step, you guys are bringing that spice. And I liked how you said it, Tommy boy, just spice, you're bringing that yeah. spice. Yeah. And so how do you leverage that power, that enthusiasm yeah. to, to, to grow and to accomplish your mission, but then also grow it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, uh, listening to, uh, the story of Starbucks, uh, a while back and, um, you know, they were, when, when Howard Schultz came back in to take over Starbucks, you know, they basically just had this one big idea and it was grow, 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 grow. And, and he had to recalibrate them and remind them that growth is not the strategy here. Like growth is, is because we did all these things right along the way. And we sold one cup of coffee to one person and we did it really well. And we did that millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of times over and over and over. And we're going to look up and our customers are going to have told us we need to grow. And uh, Chick-fil-A has, has the same mindset, not the, the growth mindset, but um, for us, we, we see this, that, that yes, there's a number out there. And it's like, you know, what would it take to play in front of a million fans, uh, you know, in 2030 or whatever. But that is, we don't just say the number and say, yep, you know, we'll just, we'll get there, right? You go all the way back to what are we doing every single day so that our fans demand, our fans demand that we do it again. They demand that we go to a bigger city. They demand that we go to a bigger stadium. They demand that we put out, you know, bigger things on social media and, and, and take on more followers and, and develop more content. Like it's because of them that we have to do these things because we've delivered to them every single day. If you flip it around and say, we're going to shove it down your throat. We're going to, you know, we're going to go to a million fans, 20, 30 come, you know, we don't by hook or by crook. It doesn't matter. Then what's the motivation there? Is it just motivation for growth of growth sake, just to say we're big, just to say we got to do it in front of a million people, or is it, 
we're just so obsessed with doing this every single day for these amazing people. And we can't wait for them to tell the next person about it and the next person. And we can't wait for in 20 years, them to bring their children and say, you know what? I got to see the bananas the first time when they were in Birmingham, Alabama, and we can't wait to go back and show it to you. And so um, that's that's how we think of growth, that it is it is a byproduct of doing something really, really, really well over a long period of time. You know, I, I think Dave Ramsey always says, uh, you know, most most overnight successes take about 50 years. Um, and, and then, oh, oh man, these, these guys are overnight success. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we've been doing it for 49 years. Like, yeah, we yeah. finally got there. Um, it was over your night, not over their night. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. And so that that's where that's where we so I, there's n- nothing wrong with having goals, right? Like we got to have something that we're aiming at. We got to have something we're chasing after. We got a, a line on, hey, we all agree we see this, we're going after this thing. Now let's, let's figure out how we're going to do this because that's what matters. The process is what matters. And then we get to all celebrate at the end and say, Oh my gosh, we've blown this thing out of the water. Yeah. And F3 watch, watch this Italian job. I'm going to screw it up one more time. And F3, (laughs) we call it, we call it vape and it's, it's visualize it's articulated to the team. It's persuaded them to come along for the ride and it's exhort the action, right? There you go. I, I did. I always screw that up. So you Jared, got it this time. Being here. You're my good luck charm. <laughs> I nailed it. So, but it's, it's, it's exactly that, you know, that creates that pseudo overnight, ex, uh, exp, uh, overnight experience and overnight success. Uh, I've got one more question and then I'll hand it over to Italian job for you. Uh, any questions you have, IJ, but um, the term we use in F3, the guy who brings the fun, the guy that is just this magnet that, that other men want to be around or, or show up at his queue because he's leading a, a, an entertaining workout. Uh, it'll be a good push, but also rewarding on the soul. We call that guy the sunshine bazooka. So as a sunshine bazooka, what advice uh, do you have for, for leaders looking to persuade their men, their team? Yeah. I remember uh, when, when I was growing up, I worked for Chick-fil-A through high school and um, my first job was a Chick-fil-A cow. I danced on, danced on the street corners as the Chick-fil-A cow. And I remember one of the Chick-fil-A operators one time said, uh, you know, I'm not really in the chicken sandwich business. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the leadership development business. Uh, I just sell $3 chicken sandwiches, you know, to fund my leadership development business. And he had a mindset shift of what am I really supposed to be doing here? Um, and I, I've had that shift over time. You know, when, when you start a business, you got to get going. You got to sell some stuff. You got to get things going. You got to market these things. You got to price accordingly. Uh, you got to get some funding over. But like the the relationship with people is just so powerful. And we, we live in a time right now where people are starving for recognition. They're starving to be recognized for the great things that they're doing. Not, not just a pat on the back, that a boy, you know, thanks for showing up to work today. They're starving for, for the recognition of the powerful things that they did because they did impacted the company in a positive way and impacted people and told a story and made something different for the people that they worked with. And when, when you're a leader and you're in a position of, of, you know, bringing people along, when you can recognize the people on your team for the great things that they've done, it becomes a catalyst for them to want to recognize the great things that other people are doing. And it affirms 
this is what we're here for. This is why we're doing this thing. And you, you are important and you matter here. And we can't wait to do more of those things because what you did for that person, that was incredible. And you got to be specific. You got to be timely. Uh, and it's got to be personal. You know, it, it can't just be, uh, you know, you got employee of the month. You see your name right there on the wall. It's that was you, employee of the month. We put your name up there. Uh, you know, how do you get their family involved? Uh, how do you get their interests uh, involved? How is it uh, something that is on their bucket list? Or how is it something that, you know, changes their life in a way that they could never do themselves? And obviously there's scale to that. You know, you're not, you're not mm -hmm. gonna uh, reward everything the same way, but uh, the, the, the power of recognition on a repeated, uh, in, in a repeated way is something that, is is life-changing to i think the person that's doing it obviously and certainly the person that's receiving it in f3 you'll hear a lot of people say uh, mission first people always um it's it's military inspired um but you guys say fans first entertain always yeah. i mean it's really cool you know how these things line up um i could spend all day asking the nuances of how in the world did you guys do x y and z i just yeah. encourage everybody who's listening or watching to go on TikTok, to go on YouTube, uh, ESPN Plus, there's an entire series about, you know, banana, about going bananas, basically. Um, so I, I guess to close it out, rather than me going down my whole list and taking the next hour, because I'm very interested, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to fanboy out. So I'll just ask you this, how best for the listeners to find more out, uh, more about Banana Ball, about the Savannah Bananas, and about what you guys are doing to bring the fun wherever you are? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. The social media stuff is is always the place to go. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're with the announcement we made about going full-time Banana Ball, uh, we are bringing the Banana Ball World Tour across the country as fast as we possibly can. And so uh, the, the hope is over the next three to four weeks, you know, first of October, maybe second week of October, we will announce the 2023 Banana Ball World Tour. Uh, a lot of games in Savannah, but a lot of games around the country and so my my hunch would be whoever's listening wherever you're listening we're probably coming to a city near you uh and banana ball will be something hopefully you don't want to miss uh, i can second that motion 100 uh we were traveling back my wife and, and 2.0 were traveling back from florida back to north carolina swung by uh savannah because it was the midway point uh, yep. did not get into the game because it was sold out. However, received a wonderful fan first experience from uh, an awesome young lady at the merch tent. Uh, I wound yep. up with a brand new banana ball hat. They got to tour the stadium and uh, get the lowdown on, on how things, uh, how people are entertained. And they came home and said, we felt like we were standing outside of a rock concert. We had so much fun. So <laughs> whatever awesome. you're doing, whatever you're doing is obviously working. Um, my, my wife and daughter had a blast and didn't even see a lick of the game. Um, uh, cool. So, well done. Um, challenge worth trying for the week, Pax. Uh, hopefully you have picked up some, some great motivational nuggets from this conversation. Your challenge on a very busy weekend, as we discussed at the top of this podcast, is to be the guy that makes another guy want to come back uh, for his second workout or his 202nd workout. Be that guy that motivates another man to get 1% better that day and then come back and do it again and again. And again, Italian job. You're the man with all the great thoughts. What you got for us as we close out? Dude, uh, putting me on the spot. I, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot to add on top of the fact that um, people may not remember what you say, but they will always remember the, the way you made them feel. And 
when you hear about things like an experience at a ballpark, these are the things that I remember as, as a kid, I, I reckon back to, you know, I go back to those days of spending time with my parents and my friends. And it was never about, it was never about the toy that was purchased. It was always about the experience. And uh, people don't always remember what you say, but they will remember how you make them feel. So to piggyback off of what you were just saying, TV, you know, make somebody feel worthwhile today. Make somebody feel that it's worth their time and that they are appreciated. Uh, Jared, that being said, we appreciate the time, man. You you gave us more time than than we said that we were going to take from you, but you were an, a, a pleasure uh, for for my Chick Fil A. It was a pleasure <laughs> to uh, spend some time with you today. I think we'd be remiss, Tommy Boy, if we didn't allow Jared to close out with anything he wants to say. So, Jared, the mic's yours. Anything you want to add to the conversation? You guys nailed it. You guys nailed it. It, it is about the people. I think you guys uh, have seen that, and this organization sees that. When it's all said and done, uh, you remember the people, the people you worked with, your family, the people that you impacted, and the people that impacted you. And so uh, those are powerful things to think about. Appreciate you guys doing this. Thank Thanks, you so brother. much, Appreciate Jared. It. All right, Pax, be good or be good at it. We'll see you next right. week.